just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Welcome to the Next Level Guy podcast. Today's guest is Gary Vanderchuk. Today we speak to Gary about how to live a passionate life, how to make a business from your passion, and as he says in his awesome Crush It book, how to use the power of the internet to turn your real interests into real businesses. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Onnit.com and MyProtein.com. Onnit is a total human optimization company who specialise in some badass sports equipment like Goblin and Monkey Kettlebells, Steel Maces, and also produce some awesome supplements and very tasty food. Their supplements are designed um, to elicit peak performance, and I've personally been trying the Alpha Brain. It won't turn you into Eddie Mora from Limitless, but what it will do is it'll give you a bit more f- uh, fluidity to your way of thinking. It'll allow you to see solutions to problems quicker, and it just gives you that extra step in your daily life. You won't need that cup of coffee to get you going in the morning. And the other sponsor for the podcast is MyProtein.com. MyProtein sell a huge selection of sports and fitness supplements, as well as clothing and sports equipment. All you need to do is work out what your fitness goal is and check out MyProtein. They have a number of custom-made packages that you can buy, as well as some awesome deals on BCAAs, creatine, protein, as well as a number of fitness accessories that would help your performance and give you a challenge depending on what your fitness goals are. I've certainly noticed a recent surge in my power and strength in the gym and I attribute that to my supplement range that I've been taking. Um, all you need to do is work out your fitness goal and let my protein let you hit the next level in your fitness and it'll help you save a ton of money too. If you're interested in saving 10% on anything you buy from MyProtein or Onnit.com, all you need to do is open up nextlevelguy.com Go to the sidebar on the right-hand side, find the advert for MyProtein or Onnit.com, click the advert, put what you'd like to purchase into the shopping cart on either side, and then when you go to checkout, all you need to do is put Next Level Guy, that's Next Level Guy, in one word, into the voucher code section and hit the apply button, and 10% discount will be yours. Happy shopping. And now, it's time for the podcast. Well, thanks very much for taking your time out, Gary. Um, I really appreciate it. Now, one of the things I've got from reading your Crush It book is the idea of a personal brand um, and how it affects each of us in terms of going for jobs, for making money online, etc. Can you just explain what a personal brand is and how it affects each of us? Sure. So the way I define personal brand is, you know, how does the world perceive you and are, are they aware of you? And when they hear your name, what does it represent? When I hear LeBron James, I think of a basketball player. When I think of David Beckham, I think of a football player. You know, when I hear of Oprah Winfrey, I think of a talk show host and an entrepreneur. And on and on and on and on, all the way down to anybody that you know in your neighborhood. You may say a mailman's name and you'll take mailman. And so to me, in this world today, the Internet allows anybody to have a personal brand because they can go out there and speak to the world about the things they care about, the things they know, and, and a kind of away you go. And so 
to me, that's kind of how I define it. I think it, it changed quite a bit when the Internet came along because everybody has a chance to build one. It's not just the people that are getting on television or writing in newspapers. Um, and so uh, that's how I would define it. Brilliant. I mean, I read, uh, I've seen an interview you held where you were saying it affects how you portray yourself for jobs and things like that. I mean, do you really believe that, say, somebody that's not in a business just now could use their personal brand to get better employment and things like that? Or is it only for if you were to make a, you know, monetize your, your passion? No, I, I would say that the uh, the uh, former is uh, is absolutely true, meaning, you know, for example, at VaynerMedia, when we hire people, we look into their Twitter account and Facebook and blog and Instagram, and it allows us to give a sense of who the person is and creates context. You know, and I think the biggest thing here is, is it creates context. When you're putting out content to the world, it creates context around who you are, what you represent, how you kind of live your life. And so I would say it absolutely impacts how employers are making decisions today, and I think it's only going to grow in influence going forward. Yeah, it's a brilliant answer. It's something I've become more and more aware of that with Google and things like and social media that you're, it's a much smaller world. You can't keep your professional and you know your personal life separate. Um, That's, uh, I mean, you can if you control what you say to the world. But I think the bigger question is why would you want to? I think the world's moving in a more transparent world where we where we respect differences and and interests and passions and. I actually, you know, you can. You just don't have to put stuff out there on the internet. But the uh, the opportunity to land in a better position because of what you're putting out there has never been greater. I couldn't agree more. Um, now, with reference to um, passion, the way you the way you talk about it in your book is that anybody can take what they're passionate about and make money from it. Can you just give us a brief understanding of how you see you know, your interpretation of passion um, and how somebody could go about making a career, you know, devoting their life to it rather than just being a hobby? So I think anybody who's got talent can, Ian. And so, you know, and has enough skills and enough hustle. And so what I mean is that I think everybody's in the content business. I think we all have the ability now to produce content. And so if you love football or beer or or wine or, you know, running or clothes or sports cars or rock climbing or outdoor farming, all of those things have millions of people that are interested in it as well. And the fact that you now can create media, whether that's the written word in a blog or an audio podcast or a video blog on YouTube, you can start talking about these things, build an audience, and the second you have an audience, advertisers start becoming interested or you can start monetizing your audience by charging for it. All of a sudden, everything starts changing. And so to me, that's what it's about. Do you have enough skill and passion around something you know very well? And please recognize the world's changed and allows you to have a shot to go out and monetize it. And so that's kind of what I mean. And do you, are you in the belief that anything at all can be sold? I mean, I know I get a lot of people saying, oh, I'm a nerd because I like this, or, you know, no girls speak to me because I've got an interest in, say, World of Warcraft or whatever. I, I mean, and, I, th I think most things, I would say 95%, yes. I mean, people don't discover new genres that often. There's a shockingly big... I mean, I would say this. If you have a passion... <clears throat> and, and you think it's small, 
go on Google and search the word and the words around that passion and see how many results show up. As long as you're getting results and, you know, and thousands of them, then you've got an audience. So, yeah, I, I do. I mean, World of Warcraft's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? And so, mm. you know, it's, uh, I do think most niches have an opportunity. Um, and don't forget, the smaller the niche is, the less competition there'll be. So maybe you'll be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, I mean, it was something I got into myself um, when I went into the self-improvement sort of area. There were so many millions of blogs. You go into the smaller niches and the keywords were just so small. And the the more you could particularly sort of, you know, uh, low down your your passion and really find out what truly made you excited, there were so many opportunities available Unfortunately, um, my passion seemed to be in things that there was a lot of other competition. Um, <laughs> but, that's, but that's the way the world should be. So if that is, if you can bring value and you're a new voice and you can produce content around it, then you're going to win. And if not, then you're not. And so that's just the way the world works, right? My passion had a lot of voices too. The wine world had tons of voices. I just was able to bring a fresh and unique voice. I used modern technology. I engaged with my audience. I produced wine content. I went about it a different way. And that created the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely something I really enjoyed in your book, was your story about how you were always looking to take what was everybody else was doing, you know, the, the standard, the status quo, and flip it and see how you could use the latest technologies. You weren't just resting on your laurels. Um, talking of sort of, people, you know, inspiration and looking at role models and things like that, do you, is there anybody from TV, from film that you look at yourself as a sort of role model? Do you base yourself on anybody living, dead? You know, is there people that you look to for inspiration in your your daily life? That's a good question. I mean, the answer is no, to be honest. Um, um, but that's an awkward answer, right? I'm probably inspired by a lot of people. I just don't realize it. But there isn't anybody that I say, oh, wow. You know, that I do have massive respect for storytellers. So anybody who's been able to tell a great story, whether it's, you know, Tupac Shakur or, or Vince McMahon or Walt Disney or Steven Spielberg, I do, I do find myself appreciating the skill of a story and storytelling through any form of art. And so I do have a lot of respect for those people. But I wouldn't say I'm, I'm captivated by any individual living or, or dead. I tend to be pretty inspired by my parents and how hard they worked to give me an opportunity and everything else I kind of internalize and I'm very self-motivated and that's kind of how I sit. And, I mean, is that, is it, do you believe the modern day man is just, you know, they turn to drink, they turn to drags just because they haven't found that passion, they haven't found that sort of spark in themselves yet that you found at such an early age? Well, I mean, I think if you go that extreme with, I think they're just unhappy somewhere, and I think maybe you have to look at their parenting and how they were raised, um, their DNA. I, I don't think it's about necessarily finding their passion. I think that there's an unhappiness there, and it may be passion, but it may also be the way they were parented or a circumstance that happened in their lives. You know, for me, I'm just internally happy. I'm just so grateful. I'm very aware of all the good things that have happened to me. So I've been able to kind of roll along and be very positive and very a half-classical kind of guy. And so that's kind of been my MO. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's something, since I discovered the blog and since, you know, writing and interviewing people like yourself, it's really inspired me just to take it to the next level, um, partly where the name that's comes awesome. from. 
That's, that's awesome. That makes me happy. And, and do you feel you have since you started doing it? Yeah, I mean, since it was definitely giving me something to sort of focus on. When I read your your book, where I, I realized I could actually take my love of movies and take it, you know, and actually do something with it rather than just watch them, and I could help Good people you. with it. Good for you. Um, now, something I've I've always um, enjoyed about your work was the fact that you always flipped things. You never just stood still. You always looked at how you could take whatever's coming in the world and do whatever you wanted. Is there any tips for life or business that you you know that you've found particularly that shouldn't work, you know that goes against how everybody else thinks, but when you used them, you know they were the best things. They got results. You know the sort of oh, if you ignore a girl, she'll work harder to to come back to you. You know what? The question chopped on me up front. Can you just repeat the first part again one more time? I apologize. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, it's just. I found a lot of counterintuitive things have worked. Where if you go, if you follow the general advice, you stay the same as everybody else. But if you take your, you know, if you take risks and if you look at things got differently, it, got it, got it. So I would tell you that my skill has been fast following, meaning I didn't invent video blogging. But as soon as I saw Zay Frank and Rocket Boom's two very early video blogs, I understood that that was powerful, and I went into it. You know, I didn't. I wasn't the first thousand people on Twitter, but as soon as I saw it and saw other people using it the way they use it, I was still in the top, you know, first year, right? And so I've always had that knack. I think I've been very, very good at recognizing opportunities very, very quickly and then having absolutely no reservations to go all in on them and try them and use them and not worry that if they didn't become big, what the end result would be. And so I uh, I would say that I'm not a great predictor. It's not that I necessarily want to go against the green. I just think the green is boring. I think it's standard. I also think it's commodity. I know that Google search works. I know that, you know, AdWords work. I know that, you know, banner ad retargeting works. To me, that doesn't excite me. I want to know what's next. Yeah, I mean, that was something I really liked about your stuff, where you were always looking for something else. You were always wanting to challenge yourself and bring it up, you know, to go. You could have sat there and made the money, but you wanted to keep pushing it, testing yourself, you know, sort of developing your skills. Um, I mean, if if you had to give people that are listening to this three tips, you know, three steps, three action steps to go and start their journey towards their passion, making money, do you would you have three that you could say... Do sure. X, Y, and Z. I think, I think, number one, ask five people that you know best what they think you do best. I think that's a big, big, big question. I've never said that in an interview before. I think that's the way to really go about it. Ask five people what you do best, what they think you do best. Because I truly do believe the biggest upside for success in the world is going against your natural God-gifted ability. So that's number one. Number two, recognize that it takes enormous hard work. If you're not going to be working on whatever you want, 5, 10, 15, 20 hours a day, you have very little chance of winning. Somebody's going to outwork you, and they're going to beat you to it. And number three, pay attention to where the fish are. If they're forums, if they're YouTube, if they're Twitter, wherever your customers are that you think you're going to ultimately extract money out of, you have to play in those places, even if you don't find them so passionate yourself. And so that's that's kind of the three that stand out to me. Yeah, I mean... That that is just an amazing answer. Um, Thank you. I mean, I never even thought about asking people closer to you, you know, what they consider you do best. You automatically assume your ego, you think you know best. Sure. Um, yeah, that's, that's something I'm actually going to go do as soon as I finish. Um, <laughs> Good. 
if I mean, if you had a chance just now to say to all to all the guys listening, you know, what would you say to them? Would you would you give them a telling off? Would you give them a motivation? Is there something that you think that guys should do in their lives? Is there particular goals that you think every man should try to fill? I would tell you that I would make this statement. I live my life in one way, which is my goal is to have every single person I ever encounter show up to my funeral. And for, and for, um, I, and I've got to tell you that that has ended up giving me an enormous amount of success in my life. And I think that if more people could start thinking that way, they'd be surprised how much opportunity would come from that. I, I think that people need to pay forward more. I think they need to think about others. I think empathy and compassion are grossly underestimated. And I would tell them that when you start thinking about everybody else and not yourself, it has a funny way of enhancing your goals and dreams and aspirations. So I would say that. Uh, you know, I mean, when I when I usually ask that question, I get the, here's my product, sell this or read this, buy this. But that is a great way of thinking about life. You know, it's like what you put into other people's life, how you... You know, if you better their life, it will eventually come back to you in a roundabout way. But, you know, I think we're here to actually help others about what, how we better the world as we leave it. Um, I mean, I think that alone will really help a lot of my listeners. You know, they they, seem to, they tend to get stuck in their own heads, they, their right. life problems, rather than seeing how what they can give back. I mean, if I can think I can help one person with a site, it's all worth it. I, I, you know, I, I think so too, and I think that you know, people are looking for short-term dollars instead of long-term hundreds of dollars. And so, I'm a marathon runner, and I think a lot of people listening right now are sprinters, and I think they need to think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way of looking at it rather than what you can get out of it, what you put into it, and eventually, we all, you know, better everybody. Just, it's, it's, it's deferring the revenue, right? You're deferring. The more you give, instead of trying to take, you've got a bigger chance of getting long-term. Um, the one thing that possibly is coming up is I may be looking for other alternatives, you know, like um, more writing articles for other sites, for doing things where contacting other um, people to interview. There'll be people looking for jobs with the way the market is at the moment. Is there any, like, a quick couple of tips you could give about networking, about how to... I think it's about putting out content and getting distribution. So it's putting out content, blogging, doing what you're doing here now. But it's then you taking this interview, leveraging that you've got me and I've got Internet Street Cred, and then asking other places to play it. And then that's going to bring you awareness. So whether you're interviewing people or you're putting out original content, I think it's content and distribution. Create the content, but then go out there and see if you can get more people to take the videos and play them and embed them and I, you know, I think too many people are trying to drive just to their website because they're selling ads or product on their website. But I think distribution, getting awareness for who you are, is very, very important, and I think that's a big key. Yeah, I mean, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to speak to me just now. I know um, we're coming up to the end of our time. I'll put a link to your book because I really do think it's a must-read for everybody, even if they're not going to be doing a business. It's just the idea of right. a brand, passion, how it can affect people's lives. Um, I know we've only got a wee bit of time left, but is there anything you'd like to say? Do you want to talk about anything you've got coming up? How people can keep in touch with your work? Yeah, I anything would say, like 
Yeah, I would say the best thing, the only thing I would say is, like, let's keep this conversation going. If anybody has any questions, facebook.com slash Gary, G-A-R-Y, and that's really about it. And I wish you nothing but success, and hope you have a great weekend, and I hope we uh, cross paths soon. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, Gary, this has been amazing, better than I could have anticipated. I really can't thank you enough for taking the time. I know I'm a small fry compared to yourself, but, <laughs> you know, what you're doing is just amazing to help you know fellow, uh, smaller bloggers and get, even just get a chance to speak to you. Yeah, I want to give back, man. I know where you're at. I was there, and I know that if in 2006 or seven somebody big in the wine world would have went on my wine show, what it would have meant to me. And so I just want to give back to the people that care about my work, and I'm glad I could do this for you. And thank you. I'm, I mean, your YouTube videos are so inspiring alone, but to think I get a chance to actually speak to you is just mind-blowing. So <laughs> I can't thank you. I can't thank you enough and just wish you further success. And I'll, I mean, I'm already stalking you on Twitter, etc. So, well, uh, yeah. Um, I appreciate it. I hope you have a great night. Save yourself. Have a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.